0: Hey there, and on today's episode, I get the chance to chat with Lauren White, who is a colleague of mine that I've gotten through to know through a mastermind that I'm in, but I wanted to bring her on the show because she is a mom, she's a former teacher, turned business owner and she's a professional home organizer and I just love her approach to simplicity and how passionate she is about being organized, efficient, and helping families find simplicity. There are so many parallels that I see with the work that Lauren does over at the intentional edit and the work that I do in feeding and I know that you all are going to find a lot of really valuable nuggets for how you can simplify your summer routines Get your kids involved in a way that lowers the stress for you and creates some family management and systems that will help make your summer more enjoyable for you and also for your kids. So join Lauren and I in this interview as she helps busy, overwhelmed moms find solutions that bring simplicity to their home and to their life. and say a quick prayer for you. It's time to chat about the mealtimes, messes, moments, and ministry of motherhood. Hey, Lauren, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I would love for you to just kind of walk through today with my community a little bit more about who you are and what your podcast is about and the services and things that you provide families.
1: Well, I started the Intentional Edit business in 2017 as a professional home organizer in Arizona, and it was really a long time coming for me because I've always enjoyed all things that have to do with organizing. Like I was always rearranging my room when I was a kid. My earliest true organizing memory was in 5th grade. I took everything out of my best friend's closet, totally rearranged it, and put her clothes and shoes in rainbow order. So, it, I mean, this is just something that I feel like organizing is truly a gift for me. I went to college for education and I've taught both elementary and high school. But during those times, even working in that type of a career, I was always helping my friends and family with organizing projects and do-it-yourself stuff around the house, finding the perfect recipe, planning parties, all things that kind of tie into that like planner, problem solver person. And people were making comments to me like, you should get paid to organize. You should have people hire you to organize. And I never thought it was a legitimate business. And then finally, about five years ago, I took the plunge, started the professional organizing business. And I, during that time when I was doing that, I had the opportunity to speak to a couple groups, um, a few moms groups and women's groups and A lot of the organizing and decluttering strategies that I was sharing, I was also sharing tips on the importance of creating systems and routines and how all that comes together to really bring simplicity to your life and home and just make things easier. So I started coaching, doing virtual coaching, and then we moved from Arizona to Colorado right around like a couple months into the pandemic. So the virtual coaching business kind of took off from there. And I've just been helping moms ever since then with time management, purging, decluttering projects around the house with how to organize and really creating systems and maximizing routines to make life easier. I love
0: that. And I love like the timing of things too, because I'm sure as COVID hit and that was kind of the transition for you setting it, like settling into a new home and, you know, putting all your own systems into place was also a time that so many people were home. And, you know, I think that was the time that everyone kind of realized how disorganized their houses were because in terms of just the surroundings, you know, we were all in our house a lot more, but all of a sudden our lives shifted so much that we needed to default to having really good routines and systems in place. If we were even going to keep our head above water during that season. So I know you helped a lot of people starting then and continue to now. So I'm excited to get to have you on the show and chat through this a little bit more. Lauren, tell my audience, because most of my audience is moms. So I know you are a mom as well. So kind of walk us through a little bit of how this journey has evolved for you.
1: Well, I think it just, we know a lot of times, like we know that, oh, I should have a system for this or routines are good. We know the vocabulary and we know what we're supposed to do, but really being able to do things with your own kids and even with my clients' kids and seeing, teaching something and then seeing it happen and adapting and making the necessary changes as the ages of the kids change or the stages of life change. It makes it so that I can take what I've learned from my own family and then with my clients and use that going forward. So I feel like I just keep like adding to the pile of valuable information and
0: I can pull to from what helps one family and use with another. Yeah, I love that. So walk um, us through a little bit, you know, as the time of this episode goes live, it's beginning of summer. A lot of us are kind of in the middle of transitioning our school schedule and something that we finally just gotten a rhythm in with school into now being one where we are moving into summer and there's different activities in childcare in camps and activities and family vacations and all the different things. So do you have any advice for families who are either in, mid, in the middle of transitioning or about to transition from school into summer and how to kind of make that process work? Because I know for me, I often find myself either very aspirational at the beginning of the summer with this like bright, colorful, you know, uh, bucket list for summer. And I think, oh, I'm going to go in and we're going to have this structure. And then very quickly, I realize that's not our summer routine. Things are off track, you know, two weeks in. Or I go in very flexible, and then I realize we need some routine because I can't have every day kind of be willy-nilly. So do you have any advice for moms that are kind of finding themselves in that situation? Of course. So first of all, we have to think about it as just because the last day of
1: school happened and here we are at summer break, the whole world doesn't have to turn upside down and everything change. Probably one of the most important pieces of advice that I could give is stick to the things that are working for your family. The routines that you currently have that help with the basics of how to function in the day-to-day, that still has to happen every day. It doesn't matter if the kids are in school or on summer vacation, these little systems throughout the day make life easier during the school year and they need to continue in the summer because they will continue to make life easier. So keep the systems in place that are working for you. An example of that would be like, in the morning you still need to brush your teeth you still need to get dressed if you have your kids make their beds then continue to do those things even if the time is adjusted it might not be happening at 6 a.m to get out the door so that everyone is at school on time but these things still need to happen to create that balance in your life and to make it so you don't go crazy but the same thing happens like in the evening routine You're still brushing your teeth before you go to bed. You're still putting your pajamas on. If you have incorporated a five minute or a 10 minute pickup where everyone contributes to getting the house back to the standard or the expectation that you've set, all of those things should still happen in the summer. The day might look different, but the basics we have to keep in place. So these habits and routines might be happening a little bit differently and at a different time, or they can be stretched out because you aren't in a rush to get out the door Or beds can be later, but still make sure that they're taking place. They're still happening just so that mom can really keep her sanity.
0: Yeah. I think that is, I mean, you just said a lot of things that already I'm like taking notes on for my own house, because it's like, we do have some systems that work for getting us all out the door on time. And even though we may not have anywhere we have to be every day in the summer, the same way that we do during the school year, just to go with what works. And then, you know, to begin kind of adding to that and, you know, to continue to stick with the ones that work, but also find opportunities to maybe incorporate some other ones that might be helpful. What would you say with that? Because I know you love systems and I love systems and we're both, you know, people who know the the benefits of routine. But when it comes to, you know, us talking about like morning and nighttime routines, and it can kind of be the end caps to our day. And, you know, with school age kids, our kids can be gone during the school year, but in the summer, we kind of have this large window of opportunity during the day. So what would you say are maybe some of the like ideal systems that moms might start thinking about setting up in the summer? Or, you know, if they find themselves with some time during the day, either for themselves or, you know, they're going to be with their kids if they're staying home and their kids are home as well there's not additional childcare, what would you say might be some of those added systems to kind of just the morning and nighttime routine, but some of the ones they may be able to use summertime to start working on?
1: Well, so first of all, I love you talked about systems and routines. Routines are everything like they, they just simply make life easier. And you will hear me say that all the time. I really use the term routines, systems, and habits kind of interchangeably and they're not the exact same thing, but they get you the same results. If you are doing them right and you're implementing them, if you think about your day, most of the things we do are out of habit. And I've given the example already of brushing your teeth, getting dressed. Well, think about as the adult, you might get up, brush your teeth, put your workout clothes on, the alarm clock goes off, like you're, you're good, you have this routine, Or it could be the other way around. The alarm clock goes off. You push snooze a few times. You grab your phone. Maybe you start scrolling on social media. And before you know it, you've wasted all this time. Now you don't have time to work out. You can go with either one of those. But as humans, we repeat things. It's just something we do. And we repeat them over and over again. And then this becomes our habit. So our habit becomes either getting up in the morning, having a successful workout, having time to get ready, or maybe your habit is the other where you're getting up and you're scrolling on social media and you're laying in bed longer than you should. And then all of a sudden your kids are awake and you didn't have any time for yourself or to get your workout or any of that. So there's, there are moments where our days are made up of these things and these habits, like I just mentioned with those examples, they're either serving us and helping us or they can be unhealthy habits that are really holding us back and adding to our daily stress. So these habits are these little moments throughout the day, and they're unintentional routines. They're routines that we've set up for ourselves without even knowing that we're doing that. And when we have frustration and overwhelm in our lives, routines give us the power to change all that. So you can be intentional by setting up a routine, by creating a routine that will replace your unhealthy habits or the habits that aren't working for you right now or that aren't working for your family right now. Because you have to remember, your kids have habits that get them through the day too. Everyone is getting through the day with these habits or if we were intentional about it, we're getting through the day with routines that are working for our family and good routines should be in every part of your day because they can help you get out the door on time, prevent meltdowns after school and in the dinner time hour, make going down for a nap easy, allow your family to have success with chores and responsibilities and everyone contributing for the benefit of the entire family. And I could really go on and on, but the gist is that if you're intentional with your routines, it makes life easier. And once you establish these routines, then the things start happening and they're just systems in your life that are happening without much effort. So you want to think about how how did the, how does this happen in the school year? How does this happen in the summer? And a lot of those things are really going to mesh and it's not going to look that different just because now it's summertime.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's, that's so helpful to hear about that from your vantage point, because, you know, as this both valuing routines in different ways might obviously more related to the feeding space and yours kind of the course of the whole day, there are so many different benefits to our kids, to us, the way our whole home functions. I know that's really what your whole company is founded on is, you know, really getting that rhythm for families so that it's not just chaotic and erratic. And I love your example of, you know, how you wake up, because I think, in summer, I know I've always kind of struggled, like there's this sense of like spontaneity of it's a summer day, we have nothing quote unquote planned kind of thing but then the whole day can almost feel like your example of press snooze, waste a day and there's an there is an element to like being willing to be spontaneous as a mom, but I think you also mentioned a lot of things that I just wrote down of thinking through, you know, whether it be nap time chores, getting in exercise, those different things that do really help our fun, our family function better, even in the summer. And they may look different during the school year in terms of how we fit those things in. But you know, I mean, my oldest is eight. But since she was little, we've always had a quiet time. Like that is a set thing in the summer. because I'm like, I personally know I need an hour to reset, have calm, no one asking me questions, work, do all the things. And so seeing, you know, how do we make that happened in the context of summer? Or, you know, how are we all contributing? Because the house is probably getting a lot messier when everyone's home every day, you know, and how are we all making time to be active? And, you know, maybe we have more time to go on walks or bike rides or to the pool or things like that than in the school year. But I think you share a lot of, a lot of points that a lot of moms will be able to benefit from and apply to, you know, they may look different but we're going to get in a routine one way or the other. And so, you know, it really does give us the power to, you know, kind of direct the way that our summer goes based off what routines we decide we need. For sure. So, you know, on this, I know listeners in your audience and listener in mine have varying ages and stages of kids. And, you know, we can see. Summer is sometimes difficult because if our kids are really young and still need a lot of help and, you know, need us there a lot, it can feel very taxing. But what would you say are some of the things that we could maybe encourage moms with to do with their kids, not just to like entertain it and fill the days, but also to build some of that age appropriate autonomy and to contribute to the family's functioning while they're home. You know, like we mentioned, one of the things you had mentioned was like chores and getting families to like participate in that. I obviously often focus on like the meals you know we feed our kids all day it seems it seems as soon as we've cleaned up from breakfast they're already ready for a snack again so do you have any suggestions about how moms with kids at different ages and stages may be able to you know incorporate their kids or get their child to kind of like help contribute to the process so it does kind of like automatically create a routine for the family rather than just more demands on mom Absolutely. So, again, think about what, what would simplify life
1: and what would really simplify life for your specific family in the current stage and go from there. So, if you have kids in different ages, you're going to adapt to these things that I'll share because the different ages, you know, different things are age appropriate. Kids are capable of different chores at different ages. And Also, the chores that you're having your kids do and the responsibilities that you give them, of course, change based on a child's personality and their personal development. So think about all of those things when you're coming up with how each child can contribute with something that is age and developmentally appropriate. And then one example is if your kids take lunch to school, packing it themselves the afternoon before is a great way for them to have responsibility for something that is manageable. And of course that would be during the school year, but you can implement that in the summer too. If they're having like a lunch that they have to go to a camp and take lunch or something like that. So as the mom, mom sets up the system with the designated place in the fridge, like I know that, you like to do with your snacks and your different sections in the fridge. So, and maybe there's an item or two from the pantry as well, but come up with a designated place where they are to get those food items from to pack the lunch, a designated place where the lunch box is always returned to when it's not being used. Same thing with the ice packs. So you're going to set all of these things up so that your kids can have success when it's their turn to do this on their own. There might even be some type of bin in your fridge if they take sandwiches or if they need to make something. And it would just be a container where they can pull out that container and have all of those items. The bread, if they're an older kid and they're having condiments or whatever, the deli meat, the cheese, all of that can be in that bin. They can take it out. So it might look a little bit different than if mom is packing the lunches and can pull from the, the entire fringe, but think to what you're doing is to make it easier. So they're going to go to these bins, go to these containers, maybe go to the fruit bowl for a piece of shirt. You set the parameters for this. And what's great about starting this in the summer is that you can talk about all of this and you can do practice runs, involve the kids in the grocery shopping or creating lists for what they would want. And then with your guidance, let them pack the lunch boxes and then go to the park, have a picnic where you take the lunch that they packed and they eat that. That's their lunch that day. And you don't even have to go anywhere. You can go to the backyard and do something at home, but make it, turn it into a fun activity. And then you're preparing for the school year. So once the school year starts, The parent will supervise for a few days, but it really won't take long. And then your kids are the ones they've taken over this duty. And now it is part of their routine to do this after school, get it ready for the next day, unpack the lunch, put the ice pack in the freezer, and then repack it so it is ready and waiting for the next morning to go to school.
0: I love those. I think, I mean, obviously that all is like right up my alley. So I was just, I'm like hanging on every word, but I know a lot of other moms were too, because I think as with everything in motherhood, it can feel so much easier just to do it ourselves. But then at the end of the day, we're burnt out and there's no margin because we've done it all ourselves, And we haven't delegated some of the duties that really could be done by someone else. And I think it's great because you said it might be done differently, but that's okay. And so I think the fact that like, thinking about it as like, you know, I always tell moms, like, you're the nutritional gatekeeper, like you do have the roles in the feeding relationship, you do get to decide certain parameters. And I know you use that word, which I love. But you know, the the parent does get to decide some of the parameters. But then I think to equip kids and to empower them to do those practice runs, because whether they're two or six or 16, they need practice runs in all of these life skills, they're, of course, going to look different when they're Two versus 12, but you know, to really help involve them in that process. And I know that's a big thing that you help families with is like to get their kids on board with these systems. So it's not just mom executing it and mom keeping the system alive, but it's mom maybe the one to, you know, get the system started. But then it's the family that keeps it going. And I I just think that's so great. And I think summer really gives families such a great opportunity to do that.
1: So one thing just from hearing what you're saying is you can do that with anything that you need to set up. So any general guideline, I use the lunchbox and the packing the lunches as the example, but mom should or a parent or whoever is in charge of whatever system you want to set up Set up that basic system, explain it, make sure you have open communication and that you have clearly identified the steps and that the steps are easy to follow. Do these things together a few times and then you move on to the point where it becomes the independent task and mom moves into the supervisor role. So summer is a great time for this because there's more time and then you can really make sure that you've perfected each step along the way and that All of the kids are understanding the new system. And then if there is a hiccup or something isn't working, you can take that time to make the change there. And then when you go into the school year where it's a little more chaotic and schedules are, can, or schedules can really be overlapping to where it's stressful. Then if mom isn't there to supervise, it's okay because you have confidence in the kids. You come up with the systems, it's making life easier and it's teaching responsibility, but use the time in the summer to make sure that these systems really are smooth sailing and everyone knows what they're doing. And even young kids, like you said, of course, there's a difference between two and 11. If a two-year-old is going to preschool and needs some kind of a lunch, maybe their job is just to pull it out of the bin in the refrigerator and drop it in the bag. And then you make the, the rest of it as the adult and that 11 year old can do it all on their own. But especially when you have younger kids watching the older ones, it's amazing what they're capable of that sometimes we don't even think about.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's great. And even, you know, it's funny how I can, I know when uh, we did an interview on your show as well, talking about like meal and snack routines and that's like second nature for me and for my family. And it's just like, of course we operate in a routine there. And yet it's funny because as you do some of these things, I like can feel that tug. I'm like, oh, this is work. Like, this is so good. Like it's so valuable and it really will help like simplify our life and like help the, the, the certain kind of like moments where other things can feel like really rushed or overwhelming flow so much better and be so much more functional. But I can also kind of feel that tug of like summer, such a good opportunity to be practicing these things and to not just default to like, oh, it's faster. I just need to do it myself kind of thing. But it's funny because I can kind of feel that tug and that wrestling myself here of like being in the hot seat. I'm like, I normally am putting parents in the hot seat on, you know, doing the structure and routine with their meals and snacks. And yet I'm finding so many areas that I, you know, could really grow in and do this more with our family. So, you know, one thing I feel like I, I sometimes struggle with, and again, I understand it from a feeding perspective, but I would love to hear your advice from, you know, from your perspective on what's kind of appropriate here in terms of expecting. I know you said like at first, as the moms, we are setting up the systems. And as we kind of walk our kids through this process, they can begin developing skills. And eventually we get to move to kind of more of a supervisor role. My kids are eight, six, and three, and I'm sometimes feel like I shouldn't have to be like, I feel like the supervisor role should be a little easier on some of these things that we've been doing for eight years, you know? So it's like, if I started some of these things when they were young, I don't feel like I'm really able to hand them off. So I don't know if that's just in the way I'm doing it, but I was curious, you know, from your experience and also from your vantage point, do you have any suggestions for moms on kind of like how long this process takes, how to know if, you know, you need to, really like reinforce something again or walk through it again with them or if we just kind of need to hold strong and let our kids rise up because as you said young kids with older siblings can often learn these things much earlier than we even allow them to or give them credit for being able to do so you know do you have any tips there in terms of kind of like what as moms we can expect of summer is two three months long you know how many new things can we really expect to be teaching our kids
1: when I work with my coaching clients, I always recommend that you take two weeks to implement a new system or a routine. And really, if we look into the studies and statistics on how long it creates to how long it takes to create a new habit, some say 21 days, some say 30. It's not going to happen overnight, but it's the planning and the preparation and being intentional, what you put into it up front, spending that time for a few days. And then as long as you keep going with it, that's when it becomes the routine. And eventually it's just the habit of what we do. And it's how our function, our day functions with those habits, but we had to be intentional with them from the very beginning. One thing is don't let yourself, don't set yourself up for failure by having unrealistic expectations and The ages that your kids can do something or the stages they are, are just a guideline because what one kid could do at two, another kid might not be able to do until they're five. If you find yourself in a situation where you feel like they should be doing something, go back to the basics, make sure you have the communication, explain what's happening, make sure you're modeling the behavior and go through it with them a few times And then each day give them more responsibility in the process until they're doing it all. So for the lunch, it's for most kids, it's probably just going to take a couple of days. If your kids are more visual, you might need to write the steps out and eventually that will go away because it is just the habit. But if you, you might have a kid that picks up on something right away. It's fine if it takes a different amount of time for every child and, Just give your kids grace and give yourself grace because it will be different for every child and you want to individualize it so that everyone has success. If it takes one child two days and the other one, two weeks, that's okay.
0: Okay. That's super helpful because as I think, you know, I'm the same way with like, give it at least two weeks, just be consistent with something. And so it's helpful to hear that from you coming to me, because I think, you know, going into summer summer. Sometimes it can feel overwhelming to even know where to start because it's like, okay, maybe we do have the end caps of the day. Like we have our morning routine our evening bedtime routine, but what do we even add to the middle of the day? So it's not just kind of this conglomerate of crazy activities that change every day and stuff. So that's helpful to kind of think through, you know, kind of expectations and making sure like we're setting our kids up for success, but we're also setting ourselves up for success to say, what's really the priority of summer in terms of like what systems would serve us best not only during the summer, but as we get into the next school year and stuff. So do you have any, I'm sorry, go ahead. (laughs) Sorry. In
1: terms of like, with that, what you're saying, what you are wondering what, what about the middle of the day? Like you have your morning routine, you have your evening routine, the routines throughout the middle of the day might change. And it might be something as specific as when you pull into the garage, your kids are responsible for taking all of their belongings into the house. And one child has trash duty, like there's never trash left in the car or during the school year, it's backpacks, it's after-school bags for activities and things like that. But during the summer, maybe it's a bag from swimming lessons. And one of the kids has the job to take the wet bathing suits out and hang those up. It's simple things like that. And even if the swimming lessons are only two weeks and there's maybe eight days of that, Set up the expectation in the beginning. You know, this is something that has to happen. Maybe the wet swimming suits have to come out. Snack times happen, but you're running upstairs to put the youngest one down for a nap. That's just how the schedule works on these days. Talk to your kids. They're capable of so much. And those are things that take 15 seconds here, 30 seconds there, but you're implementing little routines to solve problems. And if you have moments as the parent in the summer where you notice you're about to melt down, you feel overwhelmed, you feel really stressed out in these moments. That's where you need to create a system and a routine. So you identify the pain point, you identify the moments of struggle, and then you think what can solve this problem. And don't think about that when you're in the moment and you're about to have the meltdown, remove yourself from the situation, end your day or start your day thinking, I don't want to repeat that process tomorrow. What would it look like if it looked different and we could eliminate that from ever happening? What can we do? And there's probably two or three things that you can implement leading up to that that will prevent that from scenario so that you, that scenario from happening. So you don't have to get to that frustrated, overwhelmed point.
0: Yeah, I think that's such good advice and encouragement for moms. One, because with so many areas of motherhood, we don't want to like react on the spot. Often we kind of need to take all that emotion and all the feelings of, you know, kind of bottling up in that moment of this is crazy and this is clearly dysfunctional. And yet we need to kind of hold those for a moment, calm down, gather our thoughts and really kind of create an action plan moving forward so we don't just continue to repeat Those dysfunctional systems or lack thereof of systems, and so I think that that's really helpful as you know we get into summer to kind of think about like starting that process of you know how can we get into becoming more functional and you know transitioning into that kind of process for summer and you know even some of the examples you gave it's it's a great way of seeing you know while they shift a little bit from the school year to the summer that we can begin you know just empowering our kids to do them giving them more. Of those life skills in the process. So Lauren, this has been really, really helpful. I have taken so many notes myself even. And it's funny because I would say I feel pretty organized when it comes to like my domain. And yet you brought up so many things that I just realized I can continue to improve for the sake of just making our home and our family life a lot more functional. And that's something that I know all moms listening crave. And so hopefully a lot of the moms will come and find you so that they can continue to get some of this ongoing information and encouragement. Can you tell them a little bit more about how you work with families and then also where they can come and find you? Sure. So I have a podcast
1: called the intentional edit podcast. You can find me over there. I am pretty much on all social platforms as intentional Edit. I'm most active on Instagram, but I wouldn't even say that I'm that active on that, but it's a great place for like to just send me a message. I respond to all the messages I get within a couple of days. So if you have a question about something, send me a message and I'm happy to help you more specifically if you're struggling and want more individualized help where like something with creating individualized plans for your family, I'd be happy to work with you in a one-on-one coaching session and you can find more information about on intentionaledit.com and click on the coaching tab in the menu
0: bar. Awesome. Well, Lauren, thank you so much. This was such a treat to get to know you offline and, you know, get to grow together professionally and yet to get to have you on the podcast today to serve my community and share with them so many ideas that really are consistent with those that I talk about all the time. But I think when we just take the same concepts that we already know to do, maybe even know a little bit of how to do and yet apply them to all the different areas of our life for organizing and decluttering and just eliminating some of that frustration and overwhelm and dysfunction. It can just serve us and our families a lot better. So I appreciate you being here today to share all this great advice. And I know that my community will really benefit from getting to come connect with you after the podcast.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed talking with you today.
0: It has been a joy having you on the podcast today. And if you've enjoyed it as well, I have a quick favor to ask.